Welcome to this special episode of Frequency Matters, the RF and Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and today I'm talking with Eric Versluis, Director of Defense Programs at Fortify. Welcome, Eric. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me on today. So additive manufacturing has kind of been revolutionizing many sectors, so I thought it'd be great to discuss how it's affecting the aerospace and defense industry. You know, looking at the overall market, how will defense manufacturing change in the coming years to meet domestic supply chain requirements? Yeah, I think one of the the big priorities that we're seeing right now is the the ability to scale. And with the war in in Ukraine um, kind of drawing down on the stocks that we have in our military, even though we're not actively involved, um, and then rising conflicts around the globe, especially with China and, and you know the South Pacific, we're seeing that our industrial base needs to be able to scale up in volume and and capacity, uh, which we do not have the same. Uh, industrial base that we could rely on that we did back in the 1940s when we when we got involved in World War II. And I think it's important to note that additive manufacturing with the ability to scale and iterate is going to uh, provide a key tool set for us to be able to meet those challenges with new technologies that have either the ability to, like I said, you know, iterate through um, learnings in the battle space as we as we progress um, and also with the ability to bring new capabilities to bear really quickly. Yeah, you can see there's a definite need with several countries supplying Ukraine and still struggling to keep up at times with certain munitions. So uh, what are some of the current limitations in the defense and sparrow space industry technologies that additive manufacturing can help address, especially in the RF and microwave applications? One of the things that we've seen at Fortify and seen throughout some of the, the RF systems that we're particularly looking at is the cost is astronomical. Um, so the ability to get the cost way down is going to be critical, especially as we're looking at proliferation of unmanned systems around the battle space. Um, I think it's important to mention that, that Secretary Kendall has laid out a plan to to field, you know, one to two thousand collaborative combat aircraft that will be flying around with with manned platforms within the next ten to fifteen years, and in order to get that sort of scale on the battlefield, we need to get the cost way down while not sacrificing performance, and that's really some of the areas that we're focused on here at Fortify. And with the uh, rise of five G in the commercial space markets, you know, how does millimeter wave communications benefit from the defense and intelligence sectors? Yeah, looking at multiple domains here. So in space, um, through aerospace, even ground-based, millimeter wave really enables a lot more throughput of data. Um, you know, we can we can bring a lot more data around the battle space through these multiple domains. Uh, the the chief technologist of CENTCOM just a few days ago said that AI is basically dead unless you have those networks to be able to pass data around and and be able to provide the warfighters with the information that they need on a timely basis. And so taking some of the learnings in the commercial space, you, you see Starlink is being actively used on the ground in, in Ukraine um, and types of systems like that will become you know critical infrastructure as we move forward into the 21st century. So that's that's where the commercial market really can be applied to defense is being able to use the millimeter wave technologies to uh, increase throughput, increase data, and get that data where it needs to be quickly. Yeah, and Fortify has been involved in additive manufacturing for many years. Can you give us some examples of the RF and microwave products that you're enabling with the technology? Sure, we've got a couple good examples. So the first one um, was was a customer who came to us who had an integrated RF system that they needed to increase performance and 
an increased gain at the divorce site of this, this particular antenna. And so instead of requiring a re-architecture of the entire system, uh, taking out the RF antennas and, and front ends and all the, the back end stuff behind the antenna, we were able to just apply a grin lens in front of this and, and increase the gain where it needed to be uh, without a huge impact on the platform itself. Another good example is uh, a project we're working on with Rogers where we can uh, take a phased array and by applying a grin lens in front of this phased array, we can get full horizon to horizon steering from uh, a phased array. Uh, so we are able to use this lens to increase the performance of the phased array and get better coverage than you normally would with just the, the antenna itself. And then third, and this is an exciting one that we're, we, we have kind of in the works right now, we are looking at using grin lenses with switched beam arrays. So instead of having the cost and the power requirements that you would typically incur with a phased array system, you can get similar performance out of there for you know, a tenth of the cost, a tenth of the power required, and still equivalent performance. So pretty exciting stuff that we got going on right now. Um, and those are, those are all examples that have real parts that have been built and have been, been tested. Yeah, that, that's pretty impressive that you can just add a lens to a system like that and, and improve the system performance immediately. Yep. So uh, what future improvements do you see on the horizon for additive manufacturing for defense and aerospace applications? I think the next area that we're, we're really looking at, and this is where some dielectric additive manufacturing really comes into play, is, is in some of the extreme environments, whether it's space or hypersonics, um, areas where there's manufacturing technologies um, or we're, we're, we're lacking in manufacturing technologies to go produce materials in these these extreme domains um, i think that's that's kind of the next step for the the additive manufacturing rf market and this is where we can bring some new um, technologies and, and applications perspectives to these uh these challenging areas and and go do some things that'll kind of um, flip the uh the systems on their heads so that's that's what we're excited to work on well, i can't wait to see those develop so uh thank you very much eric for talking with me today about additive manufacturing and 3d printing how it's affecting the aerospace and defense industries this technology is evolving quickly so we hope to have you back for those updates to our audience you can find more videos at videos.microwavejournal.com thanks for watching thanks pat